Awesome, man. Backbone Takeover. My name's Nick Brown. I'm joined by John Floriani from Trophy Eyes. John, how are you doing, man? You just came off the acoustic stage. The line was as big as Kanye West's ego. It was insane. How did that go up there on the stage? It's good. It was, um, I think they could have fit a few more people in there, but uh, I guess, like, given the, the current, you know, world climate and the virus and everything, it'd probably be good that everybody had come in, but it was good. It felt good. It was fun. Um, yeah, that kind of set is just super relaxed and kicked back and it's nice to have that before, you know, calm before the storm, like, yeah. we play later, yeah. I want to take you back a little bit to Soundwave 2014. Yeah. Uh, that was the first time I ever saw you. I trekked up to Sydney. Really? Uh, and you guys got the Triple J slot, I Yeah, yeah. And I remember walking in, my mate saw a Monomarth on a pirate ship. Yeah. And I came and saw you guys. And I thought, I remember going out going, yeah, they were pretty good. Never thought you guys would be what you are today. Yeah, right. Do you, what do you remember about that set? And how important is that to you in the trophy eyes? I remember, of, um, I was so nervous. It was very, very important. I came out and we played and we didn't fuck it up. And it, there was the most people that had ever been in a trophy eyes show at that point. We had the one EP out, everything goes away. And I'd never seen anybody, um, I've seen that many people like give a fuck about the band. Yeah. And I remember after we finished playing, I just screamed yes into the microphone. I was like, <laughs> yes! Because like the achievement for me, like uh, the accomplishment and the, and also like mixed in the fact we didn't fuck it up. Like, man, it felt so good. Yeah, I was total euphoria. I forgot where I was for a second. I just yeah. screamed yes. Like it's a very important step for me. It's one, one of my, one of the, one of the, um, you know the the fundamental pillars of of the band's success i think of that Absolutely. day yeah and i was i was looking back i was doing a bit of research on everything and i was looking at like the men move on era yeah and you guys were like kind of influenced by like blink 182 and a band called worthwhile and yeah. I'd, I'd love you to compare like what you were influenced back then compared to what you're influenced by today like what yeah. kind of goes into that trophy eyes sound yeah well i think like um it's not ex it's not it's not like genre exclusive what inspires trophy eyes at all ever you know like Back when we wrote Men Move On, one of my favorite bands is like in excess. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, what was I listening to back then? I was like on a little bit of a Backstreet Boys uh, binge as well. Like, yeah. Um, but then also, yeah, like if it, it's just whatever's good. Like, if there if there's good music, I don't care what it sounds like, as long as it's like makes me feel something. It feels good. Like, so back then we we're kind of listening to the same shit we listen to now, but. Um, I just think that our, we, we didn't know what we were capable of back then so yeah. and punk rock music is and I don't want to like this isn't like a spit on anybody but it's pretty easy to write because yeah. you don't have to be good punk rock music is just strictly emotion and how you're feeling at the time um, and pop music has to be clean and precise and, and good and you know, so we didn't think we were capable of, of pushing any boundaries back then. We didn't know what we could write. And that was kind of like a, we didn't really know each other as well. Like, yeah. I didn't know the guys. We got together and that was what came out. It was fast, aggressive music. And because it was kind of, I mean, in a way easy to do. And also like a knee-jerk reaction of like our, you know, like some teenage angst built up and yeah. saved up, you know, stored and put away. And that kind of came out. But the older we get. Our inspirations kind of stay the same, but our music changes because of what, just where we are in our lives, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I think that's the difference. Like, I think we listen to the same things our whole lives, but the more you write music, the you want to improve. Yeah. I think you'd be insane not to try and improve, you know? So 
and um, the improving comes in many ways, like uh, you know, uh, song structure, uh, you know, like writing uh, things like that. So I think it's yeah. I'll, I'll, long story short, I don't think our our um, references or inspirations changed that much but I think just like us as people changed yeah. and that's why the sound kind of developed the way that it did and of course this year you've dropped Bittersweet and 27 Club yeah. as singles um, I don't want to go push too hard but would you say that if it wasn't for COVID maybe a bigger release would be out by now was it always the plan to release those as singles yeah absolutely yeah. We, I'm, I'm sitting on like 50 songs you know what I mean like I write, I write a song every couple of days at home and they're not all good, yeah. but yeah. there's plenty there, and, there, and there's plenty to be developed by um, the rest of the band as well. But we just never had the chance yeah. to get together and make a full piece of music. Um, a, 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 what do you call it? A, a work. We never had. We never got together to be able to make a, a piece of work together. Um, so yeah, I think if they, without COVID, we probably have an album out, but. We were stripped of the ability to meet up and, and write together and buy together. And also, I, I think also uh, it would have been detrimental to the band to release an album yeah. in that time because not even COVID, but like, man, the world was on fire. Like, yeah, absolutely. The, the political unrest in the States and around the rest of the world and the world was split in two and it just didn't feel right to release music about hating myself or something so petty when the US is uh, you know fighting racial injustice like there's no why would I want to release my own bullshit and, and try yeah. and compete with that it just didn't seem right to do it and yeah. so we've just been kind of sitting on everything for a long time and um, once everything calms down for a while I think we'll release an album but um, yeah I, just, I feel like it would have been um, uh personally would have been the wrong thing to do you yeah know? like not even success wise but like uh morally i think it would have been the wrong thing to do yeah absolutely uh, yeah. last year one of my favorite songs was figure eight um, oh, cool. and something i loved about that me being a big wwe fan is you got seth rollins in the film yeah play. yeah talk to me about how does that work do you have to I, i'm assuming like a zoom interview with vince mcmahon and like he's kind oh. of he's running through things how does that actually come together so he's a fan of trophy eyes anyway he's like he tweets us and stuff every now and then and and he's a big parkway fan as well like from way back right yeah that makes sense yeah he's yeah he's a fan and our manager was like we were like what are we gonna do for a music video and we had no idea and uh our manager was like why don't we get Seth Rollins do like a little uh, music video like the uh, lyric video kind of thing and we were like oh, okay and we kind of really had nothing to do with it it just kind of like sent him do you want to do something for this song and he was like okay and that was his interpretation and we just put it up and yeah, yeah. we really had nothing no no input on that um, at all it was just kind of like would you like to you know collaborate a little bit and yeah. he said yes and that was the um, that was the end product yeah and talk to me about that saxophone solo I've heard rumours that Bleeding Guns Murphy from The Simpsons actually played that but that I'm not sure him, if that's yeah. absolutely true how did so, that come to be because like that is such a perfect moment in that song yeah it's like you wouldn't pick it unless you heard it well I heard I didn't know it was saxophone but in that piece of music I heard a conclusive sound like there needed to be some resolve at that point of the song um it's kind of like the second halftime beat we build up and we do the pretty like da, 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 and then it needs a big it needs a big resolve it needs the song needs to resolve its feeling there so um 
we, we needed like a, some kind of like melody top line and I said I don't want to add any more lyrics to this because my story's done obviously it would just be like kind of detrimental to the song if I sang more here and then we thought like well, we'll just like write a riff and then the guy producing it Colin Britton said um, I've got a friend who could do the sax solo uh, and it's like the fill-in saxophonist for the Stones in LA so he sent the song and he said can you do this and then he sent that back and he sent back like three or four different versions. And we kind of chopped it up and made our own yeah. favorite one. And that's how it works. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know who what his name is, but he's the fill-in saxophonist for the for the Rolling Stones. But Amazing. That's a, that's a crazy great, thing to say, I, isn't I it? I can't. Like, there's no... Um, I didn't meet him. I don't know him. There's no connection whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me. About, yeah, absolutely. Just a couple more before we get out, mate. Um, I want to ask just a quick one about following up um, the chemical miracle to the American dream. Did you find any added pressure there? No, man, I don't feel, I didn't, I don't feel any pressure when I'm writing any music. I just, the only pressure is to myself. Yeah. And I just want to like encapsulate where I am and what I think and, and how I feel. And if I, and then it's my job to write that and be honest to me. And uh, so the only pressure was, not success related or fan related it was just to me it'd be like make sure you get across what you think and how you feel and how your life is make sure you do it properly you know and yeah. um i don't think it was i don't think it was uh to be totally honest with you i don't think i got there i was kind of unsatisfied with how i portrayed what i was feeling i think it got a, it got a little far away from center you know a little left to center and it was uh but it's still, I still respect it, and I still, I did my best with it, and yeah. But there was no pressure. There was no societal pressure or like pressure from success or, or yeah. previous success or anything like that. It was more just pressure from myself to make sure that uh, I did myself right. You know, yeah. Absolutely, man. And last question before we get out. So many things I want to talk to you about. Like, yeah, I remember seeing you at Unify 2015. That was a great moment. You were having a lot of beers with the boys, and that yeah. was a great time. But if you were to join Slipknot, what would your Slipknot mask look like? Slipknot mask. Um, fuck, that's such a good question. I've never thought of it. I don't know. Maybe like... Um, shit, man. I've, yeah, no idea. They're all just so... Like, I don't want to take anything from them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's nine different scary masks. It's kind of... They've taken them all up, you know what I mean? I wouldn't know how to add a new one. Maybe something like... Um, uh... I really like Seven. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that mask, the steel mask, I think it's really cool and it reminds me of, um, what was his name? The rapper that just died? Um, MF Doom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah kind of yeah. reminds me of that. Yeah. I think maybe if I, like, I would pick something like that or, si or similar to that, yeah, that would yeah. be my favorite. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I appreciate your time as always, man, and I um, appreciate you and everything you do for Trophy Eyes and all. Congratulations you. on all your success, man. I'm hope I know you're going to kill it tonight. I was going to say, I hope. I Thank know you're you. going to kill it, and Happy New Year. Hope for a big 2022, you man. Um, love your work. Thank you, man. I, I really, really, yeah. No, nah, fuck it. <laughs> love really it, man. You, <laughs> no. Thank you. That was a great interview. I really um, enjoyed that.